You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, mi gente? It's your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. Today, we have an amazing guest. I met this kid at uh, Big Apple Comic Con. His talent impressed me. The story impressed me. He is an up-and-coming artist over here. He about to take the game over with this. This is just the beginning. This is only his first, but he smashed it. We're going to see samples of it all. Let me introduce the young buck himself, Mr. Abelard, Alexis Swepa. Well, how you doing? What an introduction, man. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Man, I hope Thank that you. shit's the nerves man. I know you're doing good, brother. Woo. Welcome to the show, all right? Let's yeah, get man. that Wepa going, brother. So, you know, welcome again. <laughs> That's right. So, I think so, folks, for real, I met, I met him at a con, you know, not too long ago. Uh, you know, thanks, mm-hmm. thanks to Bon Adam for, for hooking me up and making me go out that day. It was the first time when I got to meet a uh, a couple of amazing artists, and that, this young man was definitely one of them. So, a little bit about the survival. Tell us where you hail from, OG, and what was your first love of the fandom? Thank you. Um, so, where I'm from, was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, man. Brooklyn, Brooklyn Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, 90s. where Brooklyn? Uh, East Flatbush. Uh, but okay, yeah, right cool. there, right there by Kings County. Um, lived there for really my almost my entire life. I've been there for 20 years. Went to elementary school, junior high school, high school there, even college as well. Um, and college was really where I started to really think that I was taking art seriously. Um, essentially, when I was growing up, my brother, he was the one who really put me on to like, you know, just um, just stories. Like it, whether it was video games, uh, Final Fantasy, or if it was yeah. anime, um, the, what really got me were the stories, man. These things were really pulling. So what he would do is, you know, he would tell me like, yo, let's write a story together and let's draw the characters. And okay. I, I had a blast. I was like seven years old. I learned how to use Microsoft Word <laughs> when I was oh, like, what? I was just talking about some like, you know, really fully, like really weird stories. But that's how I got started. And then from there, I just kept doing it. Even till this day, my brother would ask me like, yo, you still writing? Like, what's going on? Um, yo, you still writing? You still drawing? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'd be like, yeah, sometimes I'd be like, ah, nah, I fell off a little bit. But he would be the one to keep me, like, on my toes and check on me. I'm doing Good it. job, brother. That's what he's <laughs> talking about. <laughs> man, my brother, he, he's been keeping me he's been keeping me in check, man. Even with Alternia, he's really been like, yo, are you still working Ooh. on it? Um, right. So, so all right. So you're sitting here, you're learning all this stuff out there and doing it at a young age. So but did you, did, did you have friends? as well that I kind of enjoyed the same things you did or were you a lone wolf yeah well I my brother was I, I gotta say my brother was like that friend that <laughs> really, <laughs> he was that friend <laughs> um not because when I was really young like no one was really into like again Final Fantasy was the 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 real starter of it yeah he started me on to like the Super Nintendo Final Fantasy like Final Fantasy oh, 6 oh. uh Final Fantasy 5 and as a kid, I'm reading this stuff, and I'm like, man, this is actually, like, a book. Like, this is a good story right here. Um, and from there, like, he would tell me, like, you know, you can actually write your own story if you like this. I'm like, write my own story? Really? You sure I can create characters and write them like this? And he's like, yeah, man. Um, so there were times where he would write a story, 
and he'd leave it to me to like draw some of his characters. Like, bro, uh-huh. just do what you want, you know, imagine the character however you see it, and vice versa. We would sometimes switch the role. Um, I would write a story and he would draw the characters. And to my surprise, like we would like surprise each other. Thankfully, he's an artist as well. Well, he's not he doesn't he wouldn't call himself an artist, but he can really draw, man. <laughs> he can really draw. Get him back into the game. Pull him yeah, in. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> yeah, Alexis Brothers would be smashing it, kid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the thing is, um, my my both my parents uh, you know, were born in Haiti. Um, my dad was really good at drawing. Um, and he kind of like I guess just bled that onto my brother and I. And then we just grew up drawing as well. That's what we did. That was our pastime. Wow, so an artistic family here you're growing up around, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Your mama draw too? <laughs> Not really, no. <laughs> she, was more of a, she was more of a nurse. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. That sounds yeah. great. Okay, so when did you really start? Okay, so you're saying your brother was pushing you, you know, a, a bit. When did you take it serious, though? When, when did that spark come? For you to actually take a dive to do something creative and put it out there. The the creative it really it started a little bit with college. Um, I went to FIT and I studied illustration, um, and I knew actually at this point I wanted to do something that was pertaining to storytelling in some way, shape, or form. Right? Um, I want to be either a writer, a book illustrator, comic uh, artist, something because I had a lot of stories to tell. A lot of ideas. Um, my notes on my phone just has lists upon lists of ideas that I have. Um, and Alternia was just one that I've had since childhood. Um, so I was like, you know, for my childhood, for my childhood college thesis, I thought of, all right, let me try this Alternia thing out. You know, Alternia started essentially as my college thesis, um, just being like about a world of dreams where people were just able to connect in that dream world. What class was this for? <laughs> um, let me see. We had a bunch of different classes. I actually did it for every class. So oh, imagine okay. five art classes. I did it something alternative related for every class. Um, oh, thanks wow. to all the same classmates. So a lot of kids were able to see like, whoa, this is, this kid's Story got like developed. a whole <laughs> going on here. But that helped me make the building blocks for what Alternia is today because that's not what it is now, but it really started the idea. Um, Foundation. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So let me bring up a screen here, folks, so you can start getting a little little taste, (laughs) taste what we're talking about. This was originally presented as a Kickstarter when you first took that dive, right? Yeah, um, the Kickstarter was, it was definitely the, the, it was a, quite a dive, man. I wasn't ready to jump into it yet. Um, yeah. At the time, I was like, there are a couple things I wanted to work out first, but when I accidentally hit the Kickstarter button, um, a couple people know about this, <laughs> it was, it was a complete accident. I just wanted to actually see what it would look like first before I published it, but oh, I hit no. the publish button and it was like, all right, no coming back ah. now. No, you can't. You met there preview and oops, Daisy. Yeah, it was like back. You can edit a couple of things, but you have forty-five days. You better hit that goal, boy. So, um, oh wow! Especially from that point, I was like, oh shoot, like <laughs> this is really happening. Um, so funny. But you know, re- in reality, though, I had the story written out. Um, the pages were all works in progress. It was really just about doing it, man. 
And that's what a lot of us really struggle with when it comes to like being indie artists, indie writers or creators. It's really just doing it, finding the time and come setting a goal, a deadline and just finishing it. All right. So yeah. you set these goals. So, all right. So now, okay, so let's talk about this then. Because, you know, here you, you, you're a young creator. So, and, and you're, and, and you, you, you're stepping into the game in a whole different world now, obviously, as compared yeah. to the old school cats. You know, yeah. there's a lot more advantages that you have as opposed to the old school cats. So, you know, what lessons did you, did you research and take any lessons from the old school and said, okay, this is not what I'm going to do and, and apply this to what I'm doing here? you know, to succeed because it looks like your first Kickstarter succeeded, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I really feel like um, I was super fortunate, man. I, I got to thank, like, you know, my friends, my supporters, God, you know. Um, I got to thank a lot of people for this because I could have easily missed the goal um, this time around, but I think what really helped was the amount of time between starting the, this project and when I actually, you know, set out to do the Kickstarter. Um, it was 2017 when I graduated college and did the thesis. So people knew Alternia was something that was brewing. Um, and over time, you know, it's that word of mouth, you know, the the, the contact with people um, that you have at like conventions, like talking to people like, yeah, this is something I'm working on. It's still in the works, not coming out yet, but stay tuned, it's going to come eventually. Um, and I was very fortunate enough to, you know, have people in my corner to really push me to say like, yo, are you done with this yet, bro? Been taking a long time. Are you still working on this, man? <laughs> okay, that's so, great. Having a, a village around you that actually cares is important. Yeah, yeah. As far as research goes, um, I did do like... I did do a lot of research pertaining to like how to make a Kickstarter successful. Of course, there were a lot of errors along the way. Um, of course, you know, kicking the <laughs> button when I'm not ready. Um, but also it was just like when I started, I wasn't exactly sure how I was going to get these comics to these people. It was more like the excitement of like, oh, right, I'm going to do this now. But how am I going to get the comics out to these people? Who am I going to uh, print these comics with? Um, and I was just, you know, had lists of like publishers, uh, printers that I wanted to use. Um, at this point now, I had to decide how many pages I wanted it to be. I settled with 40, but I wasn't sure. Of course, now at this point, I have to think about like, you know, comics are typically uh, multiples of four. You can't mm -hmm. do like 33. You can't do 22 or anything like that. They had to be multiple of four. Um, so in the beginning, I was thinking like 32 pages. But when I initially uh, finished the comic, I was going over that. And I didn't want to turn it into something where, like, I end it abruptly or I have to cut some pages out. Um, it's a short story. It's a prelude, you know. So, yeah. And I didn't want it to be too short. And I wanted to give people what, what they paid for, you know. So 40 pages was it, man. I thought, like, you know, give them some art in the end, a little personal notes, a glossary page. You get a variant cover. Um, and you know, of course, ne I know for next time, all the other things I can do now, but I can gladly tell myself and other people that, man, I did, I did this. My first comic, yeah. this is the first Congrats. of, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sure. So, you know, so, so who, who's, who's this? Is this the main, this is the main protagonist, correct? This is the main character, uh, Malachi. He's, he's our, uh, super, superhero complex guy. 
um, trying to uh, save the people he loves. Um, but unfortunately, you know, throughout the story, I think we spoke about this. It's really a story about grief and, you know, just learning to, you know, move on through the world, holding on to living with grief. Um, fortunate, unfortunately, um, two years ago, I lost my mom uh, to cancer and it it brought with it a couple of different lessons. I was working on this comic while that happened and I had to put it on pause. But one thing I really learned at that point was that, you know, grief doesn't go away. You learn to live with it. Um, so this character Malachi is, you know, the lens that we follow in this particular chapter, but we're going to meet other children in later issues that also have gone through the same level of grief that he has with this catastrophe that happened. So, of course, you know, right now we're only following Malachi, but we're going to have other characters who are experiencing deep regret. You know, we follow Malachi, who has that big guilt. Guilt is like, you know, one of his biggest troubles. Um, some experience rage, anger. These are all part of the grieving process. And, you know, um, as a result of that is where Alternia, the dream world, comes in, which is supposed to be like that that escape route where they're able to help deal with the grief of course they don't see that you know these are all children uh all the main characters are like 17 under they don't see that at first but as readers we get like an overhead view of all of it this helps them like overcome this chapter of their life that's supposed to be insurmountable um a big inspiration for that for me personally was you know the pandemic we all saw in 2020 how the pandemic almost seemed like all right this is this is a chapter in the world that we can't really see over that uh, ledge, you know? Yeah. It's like, what happens next from here? People are getting unemployed. Um, people are getting... AI is taking over. AI is taking over. <laughs> yeah, artists losing... Artists going to lose their jobs. Like, what? what is... Writers, that? even, because remember, yeah. it's re- re- a lot of written uh, voiceover artists with speech exactly. here. I mean, so many different things. I, I get you. Yeah. Um, so with this alternative is supposed to be just asking that question, like, you know, these kids are asking themselves, like, what happens next now? You know, we've lost a lot of us have lost both of our parents. We've lost someone, our siblings. What happens next at this point? Um, and, you know, the answer to that is alternative, the, the dream world. So there we go. Yeah, talk to me about Alternia. You have a glossary, and, and you indicated in, in, in here that you know that you are going to be put in a glossary because probably yes. you're going to be throwing a lot of, a lot of slang of, of the fiction <laughs> here. <laughs> well, yeah, the the glossary is supposed to be just to assist with like the different slang, as you mentioned, that we're going to be uh, throwing at you guys with the story. There's going to be a world. Um, Cerulea is just one of the nations that's going to be on the planet of Gaia. Um, and Gaia essentially is kind of like us, like Earth, but Gaia is also their deity as well that they worship. Um, so the reason why I'm including the glossary is really just for a smooth read. Um, you can go through reading the, the comic and be like, I don't know what this means. But when you get to the end, you'll be like, oh, OK, yeah, that's why. OK, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it was for that next one, the, what was it, the Progenitors? Yeah. Them. The 
49ers, yeah. Yeah, when, when they called him a progen, I'm like, the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, oh, cool, there you go. I was I was pleasantly surprised at the end when I saw this. Oh, that's fine, all right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I, I got this idea from mostly reading, like, a bunch of, like, um, like fantasy novels where they kind of like include in the back of the book, whether it's like a map. Um, I thought of doing that, but I was like, mm, not yet, not yet. I'm going to yeah. slow down a little bit, but they usually have like a map, um, sometimes a glossary, you know, pictures of the characters and stuff like that include fan art. Um, these are ideas that came to me while doing research uh, okay. on how to make this happen. Like what can I include? Like what extracurricular um, things can I add to the comic to make it, you know, worthwhile, you know, people want a story, but they also want something to like, you know, keep their eyes on it. So, yeah. So you, since you just said you had to control yourself, so not, not, not let me speculate it, but you're saying that, you know, th- th- you're going to build a lot larger world here. We're going to see all the different levels here because how uh, Gaia is explained here, mm-hmm. it seems that there's a whole lot of many ways that you could go with this yeah um we i've already written like the the first issue um it's already written out i'm really going through like drafts my process uh for writing is typically like just throwing everything down that's in my head and then just starting like a process of elimination um thankfully uh i was able to work with my editor whisper she kind of helps me with that process of like keeping me on the theme of the story. Um, once I start getting too far off, there's sometimes where she's like, okay, this may not work. Try again. Or this may not work. Keep this instead. Um, so yeah. 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 There are a lot of things that I was going to do and I was like, Oh, slow down. Slow <laughs> down. But this is so, going to be a bigger story for sure. For sure. Yeah, that's yeah. I definitely want to know because w- with the progenitors, for example, that you know, believing that they were the one that started the guys. Mm-hmm. So, are, are we going to dive in at any point? Are you thinking into that history uh, and moment of their tie-in? Yeah. So we're going to definitely, for sure, go into the progenitors and um, their point in time where we'll see how the the upbringing of the progenitors affected how they raised the lost generation. Because mm-hmm. um, really, essentially, the a lot of the, the moments of grief, the feelings of grief that the children, the lost gens feel is because of how the progens raised them. For example, we have Malachi. He was, he's an older brother. Um, a lot of pressure on him to perform because he has to be that model for his younger brother, right? Um, now that's not a bad thing, but when it comes to like, you know, the grief and losing both of his parents, now he feels guilty. He feels like I didn't do enough, even though he did everything he could. It's completely Mm -hmm. irrational for him to blame himself at this point, but he did everything within his power. Um, and that's what grief does. A lot of like mental health issues that we have, it really manipulates what happens up here in your brain. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. I, I, I want further explanation on, on, on this right here. Hold on. Let me add that there you go, on that image. Jeez. Technology, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Before the birth of Rome dreams is a tragedy. The tragedy is the day of the cataclysm. Oof. The cataclysm. So 
Cheese, cheese, can you tease us a bit about the cataclysm? To entice these readers, what is the cataclysm? Yeah, the cataclysm is pretty much uh, essentially what happened in the first issue. Uh, Malachi sees a bit of like a vision. He has a bit of like a premonition of what's to come. And the cataclysm is what essentially decimates most of the world's population. That includes like, you know, siblings, their parents, a lot of their parents go. And um, unfortunately, at this point, these children are forced to deal with this new chapter in their lives where like, okay, I'm forced to move on without said person. And not even be able to say bye or understand what the hell happened on top of it. Exactly. (laughs) And and now with that, it's like weird because alternative the world of dreams is suddenly like this new thing that happens as a result and it's like okay what is this what is this is this like a message from Gaia? you know is this a coping mechanism how what is this dream world so with a lot of issue one we're going to be answering that question right there what is alternia but two um how are we going to us as children now the main cast of characters are going to try to figure out how do we move on from this a lot of the world how will we rebuild what our parents did before us any better? Um, hmm. yeah. But the projects don't seem to be very helpful because they put down the generation. Yes. As I saw an example of that kind of bothered Malachi. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I get that because obviously being a kid once, yes, folks, I didn't always have <laughs> Um I was a kid and, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't understand and know those moments of someone mm-hmm. putting you down and you know even though it shouldn't get to you like, you think about it like you know and it eats yeah. a little bit yeah and a real moment know, in the book good job something, this, this is something that I, I i know personally i can relate to um i may not be <laughs> i may not be your age right you know I'm, I'm 27 but like i was a kid once and i remember the feeling of like um people telling me like you can't artists don't make a lot of money you can't, you can't, what, what are you going to do being an artist these days? Are you going to be able to That's encouraging, encouraging you, right? Immediately, yeah. It's about the money. Jesus. Immediately, <laughs> like, once I say, like, oh, I want to be, like, an illustrator, you know, I want to tell a story, it's like, what? What about retirement? What about this? You know, so many questions, <laughs> like, to, like, completely decimate, destroy your, your, your dreams. Um, <laughs> Because, yeah, they're not, people are not meant to celebrate the art that way. The old school wasn't taught to celebrate the arts. Yeah. To yeah. them, the arts, yeah, again, you're coming from the Caribbean, you know, yeah. in Puerto Rico, they don't celebrate comic book art, for example. To them, that's not art. That's muñequito, art. cartoons, you know, that, that's not real art. Come yeah. on. I mean, a lot of them are trying to teach. The younger generation are, are, are teaching. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hopefully the older, like, please but, appreciate Yeah, I think we it's up to us now to show like, you know, there's a lot of, I think you, you kind of brought this up earlier. The industry has changed so much. There's a lot of resources that we can take advantage of now. Mm-hmm. Like Kickstarter was not a thing. Oh. Like, I wouldn't be able to do this. You know, I would not be able to do this without where we are. Um, the internet <laughs> conventions, um, just getting the word out, kind of just sitting here on my computer. Like, oh. How you know, about that? Let me ask you that. Okay, because again, what was what was your first convention that you did ever? Um, first convention that I did was, I think it was, uh, Chemfest. It was a New Jersey convention. 
um, a small convention in, uh, was it? I think it was Newark, Newark, New Jersey. Um, and how did it go as your first table? <laughs> it was, it was interesting because like at the time I was just selling prints. Um, and of course the word alternative was literally just like, uh, uh, a brainchild. I was just like, yeah, this is alternative, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't anything that people can hold on to tangibly, um, which sucked. I think that's what was what really drew me to doing alternative overall. Cause like I had a lot of art pieces that were of alternative worlds, but no one had a story to hold on to. Um, and um, it went pretty well. I mean, to, in, to my standards, it went pretty well. It was pretty fruitful. But I knew at that point now, sitting next to other creators that had, like, comics and all that, I was like, okay, I need to do something. I need to create, like, a story because, you know, that's what people want. Absolutely. Um, people want a story to hold on to. Like, there was a guy who came to me, like, no, you got books? You got books? <laughs> you got books? <laughs> I swear to you, you said that, like, three times. I'm like, oh, I don't have anything yet. No. <laughs> but, but, he, was, he was feeding, son. Yeah, that's that's what's going on. I want some books, man. <laughs> there, like, oh, yo, man. Thank you. Right there, your Ferber says good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that, that's Chris Crash right there with the big weapon for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man, it's great. So, well, how, what did it feel like, though, when you actually uh, took your first book to a shop? I mean, to, to a convention. Felt... And, and, and get that first sale. Was uh-huh. it an easy sale? Did you have to convince? Did somebody just say, just like homie, where the books? Where the books? <laughs> <laughs> so what the first sale, it wasn't like it wasn't particularly easy. It wasn't hard either. Uh, of course, like the the whole idea of it, like, you know, it's a dream world, uh, sur- uh surrounded around grief. I remember I told you that. People are really drawn to like, you know, I notice what are the themes of the story? And people are always like, Oh, when once I say grief, it's always like Hmm, interesting. Tell me more. Yeah, absolutely. So what's next? So um, the first couple people that came to the table when I got my sale was at Big Apple Con. That was my first con with the comic. Okay, dope. Uh, and they were like, oh, let me see. They opened the book, and immediately they land on this page right here. Oof, hold so, on. Hold that, baby. <laughs> right there. Look at that. Look at that. Let me take that. This is the halfway point in the comic. Nice. Uh, an illustration of the colors and also the black and white. And that's yeah. one thing I really, like, really, really, really try to push in the comic is, like, just the the blending of those two worlds. The real world of Guy being in black and white and the dream world being the color. Um, we don't get a lot of, like, the dream world that's more of, like, uh, Malachi's like, premonition in this issue, but Later on, we'll see a lot of like the the connection between those two worlds, the dream world and the Gaia world soon. Uh, I can't wait because Ferber okay. was like, "Yo, what's your IG?" But it's right there for you. <laughs> I make it easy for everybody. Hey, you hey, know, <laughs> <laughs> it's right yeah. there. You don't don't worry, folks. I got him covered. <laughs> check that out. He even has a website now. If people visit his website, can they buy stuff on the website? Yes, you can. Ooh. So uh, on my website, you can go to Let's the... go visit that website. That's what we're going to yeah. do right now. You can see all Where my... Are... <laughs> Boom. Excellent. And go to Alternate Comic for Sale. 
the top left, and then bada bing. You just bada got bing. a new follow out of there, bada bing. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You can see all my artwork, all the projects that I've worked on. Um, yep. Oh, that one's fire. I like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Morgan. Dig it. <laughs> and, you know, Ooh. these are all, these are all wow. prints that were selling at cons before I, I, you know, jumped into doing Alternia. But uh, people were just, like, hungry for content. Yeah. I need Look a copy. these images. Thank Beautiful. you. Thank w- you. What do you use, man? What are your tools, bro? Look at um, this stuff. I always sketch things out first. Um, and then this this guy right here has been my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> trust me, when you're when you're in transit for most of your day, you're like coming home from work yeah. and you have more work to do. The iPad, I'd whip out the iPad and then just get to work on like some pages some sketches so literally here i have all the projects Hold that on. i'm working on remove that and get that all the projects i'm working on Jeez. simultaneously whoa um, look at that work <laughs> getting working kid yeah what? um and i can show you guys some of the uh this was supposed to be the initial cover um for oh, that's cool. yeah, I made it like a variant but then I was like, mm, I don't know. So essentially, no, I, I really like the approach, kind of what a Kirby used to do, you know, with the, with the hands and what. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, yeah. Very cool. But very um, cool. yeah, really, I just sketch things out on paper. Everything is like pencil to paper first, and then after that, I scan it and go right into it digitally. Um, no, I. For in the beginning, um, I got a lot of flack for uh, working digitally. I was uh-huh. at, at Chemfest, and there was an old guy that came up to me. And he was like, "What do you do this in pastels?" I was like, "Oh no, I sketch it out and I work on it digitally." And he's like, "Digital?" And he, he just walked away. <laughs> walked away. I was like, "Damn." <laughs> hate hate him much, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but digital was getting the same hate, you know, as, as like, AI is getting I, now. Um. And you know it's not the same. It's, it's really not the same. You need you need a lot of uh, artistic expertise to work digitally as much as you would for any other medium because digital is just another medium, you know. Yeah. So you gotta know the programs. You gotta know all the different brushes and all that. And you I still gotta understand the artistry. Yeah, exactly. Like you can't you can't not be able to draw and then just go and procreate and think. I'm an artist, yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, there are people who that that feel that way, and it's usually yeah. the people who don't really know or understand it. Uh, but I'm yeah. looking at this, and I'm just looking how, for example, you did the hair fire. Thank you, thank you. That was I always look at that. I always kind of look at how, how people draw hair for them. Can they capture some? You know, how, how can they capture it? And yeah, yo. yeah. And that's something, that's something personally I know like I've struggled with. Uh, when I was in art school, we had uh, models that we would draw, and they were typically not black or colored models. Yeah. So I never really had many like I didn't have a lot of practice drawing like Afro or dreads or anything like that. Um, yeah. We never took any time to really explore Afros and how naps look close up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was something that I kind of had to like explore and kind of learn how to do. Um, on my own time, really. So, 
And who is this young lady that we're looking at here? Well, these this, this is a children's book. So shout out to uh, uh, someone that I've worked with, uh, Nafisa. This is a children's book about a girl who um, doesn't like school, um, and she's like struggling to to get good grades in school until she eventually meets a teacher that uh, pretty much helps her understand uh, the work in front of her, and she eventually gets better grades. She's more enthused. And it's really just a story about like just how sometimes when kids aren't doing great in school, it's not that they're not smart enough, you know. Yeah. It's the approach of the teacher. So. Thank yeah. you. Agree. I always told that stuff to my parents. They ain't believe me though. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> they you just fucking around in class. Like, come on. <laughs> like you know, I'm she was not... yelling at me, man. It's not me. I swear. <laughs> and there goes the book right there. With yeah, the, with the variant that you went with, right? Which yeah, is this one. This is the variant. Vincent is Vincent Ramirez. Shout out to him. He is a great artist. Um, I consider him a mentor because back I used to work at Blick Art Materials, and he was the assistant manager there. And he was one of the people who was telling me like, "Man, you've got something here. Keep working on it." Um, and he's really he's another one who's really pushed me to um, take this stuff seriously. So, man, yeah, shout out all those good people, man, for real. No, dude. You know, really when no. you have that, you really are blessed. Exactly, dude. And I, I hope, hope, hope with this story with Alternia and me doing this, me sitting here with you, I can inspire like others who may not feel they have the story that may, what everything you're doing, someone's going to be watching, someone's going to get inspired by it. So just keep doing you. Eventually, someone's going to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the way I see it, man. Oh, man, I love this one right here so much. <laughs> Have you seen the Arcane show on Netflix? No, I, I, I haven't watched it yet. Again, because uh, I'm looking at you. I'm, I'm doing stuff from a dungeon. I'm actually <laughs> moving next month to my own crib finally. So, Ooh, uh, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be celebrating by by uh, just binging on stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you owe it to yourself to watch that Arcane show. Um, for a great if you want to be in there. Yeah, he's there. The he he's oh the man, dope man, dope. I really like the look. Looks sick. He's one of the characters. It's freaking amazing. She's one of the characters from my Alternia story as well. She looks cool. Um, uh, future character. So she that was like somebody from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, and that was something that really frustrated people. Like the fact that I had characters of like Alternia that I was seeing yeah. as friends, but. Not the actual comic. People were like, "Dude, just make the comic already. <laughs> just make it." Wow. Sketches. Um, Here's the sketches, folks. That he uses to then digitize, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, you got you have a good hand, bro. Holy crap! <laughs> thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, definitely, but uh, I gotta give you, I gotta give you a request then for for when I go to the next Big Apple. So let's talk about that. Where are you going to be next? Um, next, next in line, uh, of course, this year I have to do BlurredCon, uh, 20, okay. 2023 BlurredCon. I know that's further down the line. I do have a pop-up shop that I'm doing in, um, Harlem next oh, month. Oh, cool. I'll be but... posting information on my Instagram. Stay tuned. Um, but that's going to be the first event after Big Apple Con that I'll be actually selling Alternia, more of my prints, taking commissions as well. Um, a oh, big excellent. part of what I do, a big part of Abelard Illustrations as a label, as a brand, 
is I like to tell stories and I want to help other people tell their stories as well. Um, so for example, the children's book that you just saw, I Hate School, it was a lady who came to me and was like, I have a story, I have a manuscript. Um, I just don't, all these artists that I've been reaching out to, they haven't been helpful. And I was like, look, this is what I love to do. I love to help people tell their stories because, you know, a lot of people like us, you know, you said you're Puerto Rican, right? Yep. Puerto Ricans, we have a lot of people of color who have lots of great ideas and feel they need to go to a publisher and get it approved and all that. And they have to go through so many things to get it out that it's frustrating, it's tiring. Um, but I want to help make that easier by just, you know, being, using my skills to give you the artwork um, that you need to get your story out there. So You heard, folks? Look how simple. Just visit the website. They could easily just contact you through there, correct? Yeah. Yep. My contact is there. My email is there. You can reach out if you want to do. Um, I did a comic for a brother of mine, Azim, the Scruff comic. Um, and I helped him publish his first comic as well. How did that feel, man? You know, you did the journey. Now you, you help someone else. I mean, how it do you feels, feel, man? It feels amazing, man. And people always ask, like, you know, how they, they ask, like, how do you find the time to do it? Man, honestly, you wake up in the morning, you plan out your day, and you just do it. Just yeah. do it. Get do it, it done. That's the hardest. <laughs> but once you do it, you have to think about like once you finish the dopamine surge of like finishing, like oh man, I did it! I did it! I, I accomplished this goal. Um, so yeah, I was able to do those children's books, the Scruff comic, and then Alternia was just like the big boom. Like I, I did my own comic. Of course, this isn't the end. This is only the beginning, man. Only the Wonderful. beginning. Yeah. So great, great. So when's when's the next project due out? So that way we could start uh, uh, planning, uh, 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 making it, making it rain on the project. Oh, oh when's the next project due? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm stop pushing you. When's the next project? When's the next oh, project? I'm, gonna, I'm trying to. I'm finishing the draft for issue one, um, and I want to have that done by June and have the Kickstarter out by this summer. Um, because like I don't want people waiting, man. I left I left everyone on a cliffhanger with the prelude. Yes, you did. Um, but <laughs> you sound angry. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm like, yeah. okay, damn. Like, uh, uh, damn, what happened? Ooh. Issue one, though, for that sure. Well done, though. That this year, for sure, I'm really pushing to have it out 2023. Um, Excellent. You will hear from me, man. Hey, um, you better, you better come back over here and tell me when it's coming, so that we could talk about it and, yeah. and, and, and share that wonderful story. I can't course, wait. This so, is a pleasure. From a comic book, old school comic book fan to an up and coming creator like yourself, I just want to say thank you, brother, for for taking the risk and putting your creative efforts out there and sharing it with the world, man. It takes a lot of courage, and I think you did a beautiful job with the book, and, and I, I loved it. So, folks, uh, you know, I, this got the mega seal of approval for real. You know, show the homie some love right there, uh, uh, IG on the website, you know. And again, you heard what he said, yo. He, he wants to help people's dreams. Happen too, no pun intended. So <laughs> let's get it done, all right? For real, so support indie. I represent Brooklyn, man. That's right, Brooklyn's yeah, you. I'm loving it. Uh, <laughs> all right, folks. Thank you, everybody, that was hanging out with us today. And uh, again, please support independent creators like uh, uh, Abroad. You see what they're doing. You know, they're bringing some some future greatness to you. All right. Thank yeah, you man. for tuning in again. ComicCrusaders.com, UndercoverCapes.com. Check it all out, baby. Hasta la próxima. Later. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. 
If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today.